At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I think you're going to be delighted by the conversation that I had on compound interests with Menka Sethi, the COO, Chief Operating Officer over at American Battery and Metals. Uh, this is a $580 million company. It's publicly traded. I am a significant investor, and I want to say that up front so you guys know that uh, I am not on the board, uh, but I do speak with them frequently because I am really involved in green energy. And we've got Earth Week and Earth Day coming our way the 22nd of April. So who better to speak to than the chief operating officer at a company that recycles lithium and then pushes it just down the road to one of the biggest consumers of lithium on the planet, that would be Tesla and that Tesla battery plant in Nevada. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. Please, uh, let us know in the comments below. Thank you. Thanks so much, John, for welcoming me here. I, you're right, I began my career as an architect and that really uh, allowed me to work on my passion areas, which are, is the built environment and all the infrastructure systems that make the built environment possible. Um, and I focused for the better part of 20 years on developing urban cities, urban environments, whether it's through housing or focusing on backbone infrastructure systems. And that led to my role at Facebook, where there was a clear nexus between the company's ability to expand and scale globally and the impacts of very robust employment growth on local communities that had not necessarily planned for um, the level and the speed of the infrastructure growth needed to support that job growth. So my role fell right in the middle of that nexus, and I focused my time on uh, corporate strategy to scale the company alongside uh, treasury social impact investments. I led the billion-dollar investment in affordable housing and transportation. And when American Battery reached out with its clean tech platform that focused on perhaps the most important underlying secret um, to putting in place a carbon neutral economy, uh, electric vehicles, zero emission transportation, and all that enables for equity and a built environment and more jobs and more houses, I literally couldn't say no. So it's extremely exciting to be here and thank you for your interest. Sure, and, and folks in full disclosure, I am a uh, somewhat significant shareholder um, in ABML. I am a believer in what they do. Um, I am not a board member of this company, uh, but I do speak. I'm lucky enough to speak with Doug Cole, who's the CEO, or Menka, or uh, Ryan, uh, the chief technology officer. I'm lucky enough to speak with them. Um, I don't have inside information about anything going on there, but as I say, I want to disclose 
that I am an investor in ABML stock uh, and see a bright future for it because of all this demand coming from Tesla, General Motors, uh, Mercedes-Benz, BMW, I mean, you name it, almost everybody, I guess Toyota Menka is more focused on hydrogen for the time being, but they have a lot of uh, lithium ion batteries and of course those Toyota Priuses right now, even though maybe going forward, they'll try to do something with hydrogen. Um, I'm in favor of any kind of green energy that can help keep the planet uh, uh, moving in the right direction as far as taking down our carbon footprint um, and certainly American battery and metals um, is front and center of that. Uh, Menka, could you tell us a little bit maybe about um, some of the brute strength uh, competitors over in China, for instance, because some of those companies claim to be green and recycling, uh, and they are recycling lithium, but they're doing it in a, you know, under uh, massive pressure, heat, and a lot of water that ends up going back down into the um, earth, as well as, of course, stuff that goes up the smokestack. Um, please tell us a little bit about that, because I think some of the listeners probably are not as familiar with that side of uh, obtaining lithium. And then we'll get into brine and clay and all the other ways. It's a good call out that not all recycling is green and you're exactly right. The industry today is re recycling industry for lithium ion batteries is relying on pretty outdated technology that uses the high heat processes. And there's a couple issues with that. One, exactly as you pointed out, air emissions are a, a real concern. We did some initial um, <clears throat> calculations of how our process would compare to the, the old outdated uh, smelting type processes. And for uh, every ton of battery recycled, um, a smelting process could emit maybe 1,100 pounds of CO2, and our process is less than five pounds. Um, so there's a significant difference. There's particulate yeah. emissions as mm -hmm. well. And you're exactly right. Um, water use, energy use, it's not necessarily the cleanest process. And the other interesting part is it's also not the most economically viable process, because if you burn a battery and you're left with this composite powder that we call black mass, it certainly has value, economic value, because the metal, the battery metals are still inherent in that black mass, but they still need to go through a secondary process to, you know, separate out the metals and then refine them to battery grade metals, very high um, purification, so that they can be sold back to cathode manufacturers um, in the direct, you know, battery supply chain. And it's that process, the high grade battery metals where the, you know, the real financial viability comes into play. So the current, yes, the industry is very focused on this intermediate product, black mass through a very um, not environmentally friendly process. And it's not really extracting all the value that it can by not refining them to battery grade metals in the same process. And that's what our process does, it's integrated. That means that we, we demanufacture the batteries that's I love that term, demanufacture. Yes, that came from our, our CTO. He came from Ryan, he came from Tesla. And it's a brilliant description because it really is, it's mechanical. There is no high heat smelting. That's why our environmental footprint is so low. And even the water that we use in the process, we recapture it, recycle it and reuse it. So it's actually cleaner than 
you know, potable water and it's, it's special. And we are able to, through that process, the mechanical and hydrometallurgical process, um, we too produce black mass at that interim step, but then we have the in-house capability to take that black mass and extract the individual or separate out the individual components and then purify them to high grade battery metals. Um, and that's, we can do that very quickly too in hours. So a battery right. comes in, it goes out as battery grade metals, you know, a few hours later. So that's unique and that's how we're different from what's being done elsewhere around the globe. Right, and it's a closed system um, as opposed to, and so no wonder it's five pounds versus 1100 pounds um, going up the smokestack in China or wherever. Um, the fact that it is that closed system and that the, you guys are recycling the water as well means it truly is um, a green way of uh, getting more lithium because the demand is so high for it. Um, could you talk just a little bit about brine? Because I know that one of the ways that people harvest lithium is through brine, which is more or less seawater, right? Yep, that's right. Um, lithium brine is abundant on our planet and it does hold a large supply potentially of lithium if we could find viable, environmentally friendly ways to extract that lithium from the brine. And sure. we're focusing our efforts most immediately, our extraction technologies. The extraction technologies are key. And I often get asked, well, what does that mean? Uh, how does that apply to recycling? What do you do? And why are you applying extraction to claystones and rocks and water? Um, how does it all tie together? So here's how it ties together. We recycle batteries, right? We demanufacture, pull them apart and pull out um, the metals. The way we are able to pull out the metals from the black mass is through what we call the extraction technologies. Um, and that is the chemical process that you apply. That extraction technology can be applied to a battery. It can be applied to, as you point out, brine, or it can be applied to claystone or whatever. So it really is the bridging function between what in the past would have been called mining um, and now battery recycling, but extraction is the link and we do all of this um, in-house. So we're focusing on applying our extraction technologies to claystone deposit first, though our team has um, researched ways funded by DOE as far back as 2014 on how to extract lithium from lithium brine, such as in the Salton Sea. But right now we're focused, the DOE um, issued a grant to us in partnership with DuPont and American Lithium to apply our extraction technologies to claystone deposits from Nevada, the Tonopah area that we, um, and we intend to show that we can, in a very environmentally low impact way and financially viable way, source lithium domestically by applying these um, technologies to American Lithium's claims. And on the recycling side, uh, Menka, what I love is that uh, you're uh, basically getting paid to take the waste from these batteries that need to be recycled. They, they can't just dump them in the ground. They have to pay to have them uh, removed. And so as far as, I always thought one of the best models was you get paid for something and then you can charge somebody else for it. So in other words, it's not like it's free. It's better than free because you're getting paid for it. And then you demanufacture it and then sell it back out uh, to the specs of the OEM, whether that's Tesla, General Motors, um, Mercedes-Benz, whomever. 
That's exactly right. But I, I do think where the industry is headed, if we do want to achieve higher rates of recycling, and there's a lot of work to do, by the way, if you think of lead acid batteries, lead mm-hmm. acid batteries in the U.S. have over 99% recycling rates. And that's not just happenstance. That's because federal policies were put in place to incentivize um, battery, you know, lead acid battery recycling. And I can chat to that later if there's interest. Um, But to get to those rates of recycling, which we should, because the little known secret is we all want EVs, but guess what? There's not enough metals to go into the batteries to build the EVs. So there is a supply crunch we expect for lithium, nickel, cobalt, manganese, um, and potentially others as chemistries change. We just don't know. And we will need new sources coming out of the ground, responsible mining, but we're also going to need recycling. Recycling is the fastest and it's the cleanest and it's the most uh, economically friendly. So that's where we're focusing first and foremost. And um, Well, and one of the one of the things that I gleaned from one of your other talks about um, what American Battery and Metals does is that uh, only about 5% of lithium is actually recycled. Um, is that right? Uh, I think that was the, one of the numbers I wrote down. Globally, 5% of lithium is actually recycled versus, like you say, the, the lead acid batteries, where at least in the United States, it's up over 90% or 95%. I forget what you said, but it's only 5% globally for lithium. That's right. Lithium, there is a, it's, we don't have great data on this globally. How many lithium ion batteries are in fact recycled? There were some estimates and they're old, they're like a decade old, but that was a robust research effort that was undertaken. Um, the estimates were around 5%. I think since then with this growth of the recycling industry, as you've mentioned in China and other places, um, we're starting to see higher rates. We just don't know um, how hot, what high that might be. Um, so that's a good data point that the industry really does need to focus on. But your, and I think your initial point about paying, being paid for the batteries, if we're going to reach the higher rates of recycling, I think we're trying to, we'll be able to eventually flip that and pay for the batteries. Because I think it will take lots of different incentives to figure out how do we get the bat- lithium batteries which are, you know, they're not just in EVs, but they're in cell phones, they're in consumer electronics. So there is not yet the backbone infrastructure um, to get them from whether it's a car dealer that gets the batteries back at the end um, of their life, and then they have to get to a recycler, or if it's a cell phone battery that gets tossed into the landfill, um, Mm -hmm. that we have to get it from the land or the waste management company, all of that and there isn't a great solution. So we're working collaboratively with you know, OEMs and waste management companies to figure out what is that incentive, what is that infrastructure system to get the batteries to the recyclers. So I do think paying for the batteries, once we are fully you know, live with our phase two process, which is extracting the metals from black mass and purifying them to battery grade metals, that is the profitable component because we're providing or we're finding the most valuable format of the metals and provide putting it back into the market that enables us to pay for the batteries on the front end that will help us achieve as an industry much higher rates of recycling and the beautiful part about that is the players who can most quickly and efficiently integrate you know the demanufacturing process with the extraction to black mass and extraction processes to battery grade metals um, 
will be the most profitable. And that process, the technologies you need to make that happen are the most green for Earth Day and Earth Week. It's really just kind of a poetic story that the greenest technologies are the most profitable that will then enable us to, as you point out, flip the norm, pay for the batteries to increase rates of recycling. So I'm incredibly exciting and the regulators would like to partner with us because they too don't want batteries going into landfills. That's not good economically. It's not good for um, local communities and it's just not good for the environment. Let's talk just for a sec about geopolitical risks um, because well, that's been front and center uh, uh, in every administration really. I mean, one of the uh, issues is getting some of these um, metals and the rest of it that you described, cobalt, and so forth, the things that are necessary to make these batteries work. Uh, some of that was coming from China, some of it's coming from Afghanistan. Talk a little bit, if you would, about that geopolitical risk, because we could get cut off from some of that, which makes the recycling even more important in the short term, but I'll let you handle it from there. It's a good call out. Some of the key battery metals are overwhelmingly sourced. There's um, you know, some great data from the IEA about where the metals come from, but sourced from you know, basically three countries worldwide. And some of those like Congo um, are unstable. And the issue with the not having domestic sources are you, you never quite know what's gonna happen with an unfriendly or unstable government. We, to your point, if there's you know, financing that's in play to fund those mining operations, depending on who the financier is, if it's an unstable, government and there's a default, then the, the lender, the financing entity, you know, can have first access and cut off everyone else. And we've seen those patterns in the past. I won't name specific countries, but I'm sure you can figure them out. So mm -hmm. those are the types of risks that we're up against. The other risks are um, climate, as we mentioned, because while the US and the EU even more so, um, and China to their credit, have started to put in place environmental frameworks for recycling batteries to address those risks. Other places around the world have virtually zero environmental um, you know, stewardship policies. So that's where we can expect strip mining and continued you know, acid leaching into fields, which is not good for the environment. It's also not good for the human labor. So heartbreaking stories of things like blood batteries, you'll hear about uh, child forced labor um, undertaking mining so that we can get the metals that go into our the batteries that are in our EVs. So that's a heartbreaking story that we certainly do not want to perpetuate. And we do think that our solution recycling extraction um, resources here in the U.S. is imperative to um, uh, mitigate those risks. And um, your factory for this is just over the border from California in Nevada. And I'm sure it's not lost on any of the listeners. Uh, that there happens to be a really big uh, battery facility just down the road. <laughs> uh, Tesla's facility, of course, uh, was built there in Nevada, not right next door, but not that far. Uh, so certainly pretty convenient um, for at least presently the largest consumer of lithium ion for those batteries. Could you speak a little bit about uh, that? I know you already did a little on the, uh, the clay side, but uh, did the proximity to that very large customer have anything to do with it as well? <laughs> proximity to, to customers, whether it's 
getting the batteries or um, you know, on the feedstock side, we call that feedstock agreements or whether it's on the offtake side. So customers, we would sell the, the batteries to. Proximity is absolutely a priority because of the infrastructure systems like the transportation, the storage logistics that are needed to for safe handling of the batteries and the materials that are in them. So yes, that's absolutely a priority and a focus not only for our pilot plant, but for where we might go in the future. And the interesting part about Nevada though, as you point out, and I have to give kudos to the state of Nevada. They issued a climate strategy back in December that is fairly, it's not only robust scientifically, it's robust from a, um, an equity standpoint, from a community wellness standpoint, it's very inspirational. And they, Nevada, because of the resources there, such as the Claystone, and because they have Tesla there, a major OEM, there is an ecosystem popping up of battery recyclers, extraction companies. And it's exciting because the market is so potentially huge that there is absolutely room for all of us. And the Nevada regulators have really leaned in, because, you know, enabled by this climate strategy at the highest levels of government um, in the state to speak to industry to figure out what are best practices to scale the industry in a way that works for both the communities and the, the companies and the environment. Um, and that they're uniquely positioned to do that because of this clustering effect. So it's a really exciting place to be. I can't uh, wait to see where it goes. The conversations are just beginning. I, it's not the only state to do that. I just, I do believe the climate strategy backing for this provides them with the theoretical, the policy and the social framework to really make this happen. Right. And any of us that have been to uh, Las Vegas um, in the last decade have noticed the, uh, the huge uh, spend on solar in that state. And in particular at the airport at McCarran, their airport, um, the entire roof of the new uh, wing of their airport is solar. Um, and obviously they get a lot of sunshine there. So I agree with you, Menka. They're um, uh, way ahead, not following, they're leading. Um, there are probably some other great examples in other states, but certainly for such a populous state as Nevada has become, I mean, with all the flood of people from California and elsewhere, um, they have uh, really sort of led the nation in uh, some of their steps towards green energy. And, you know, as we said, when we kicked this off, uh, we've got it coming up uh, Earth Day on the 22nd of April. So it's just right around the corner. And I think it's pretty uh, optimistic that we do have that kind of focus by them. And lastly, if I could, um, Joe Biden's presidency, one of the uh, uh, legs of the, the stool that he's been putting together here is uh, green energy, renewable um, energy, um, green energy, whether that's uh, uh, solar, wind, and of course, lithium ion batteries right now. If you could just speak for a minute about how important it is to have somebody at the very top saying that this is a huge priority for America going forward and why that's going to be really great for American Battery Technology Corp. It's a great call out. I don't think we've seen many moments like this in a generation where the White House, the federal government, both houses, state government, local communities, the investor community, 
are 100% behind scaling transformative infrastructure systems, clean energy, as you point out, um, electric vehicles. And this White House is incredibly sophisticated at understanding not just, hey, we want to you know, focus on climate and build you know, more EVs. No, they're going deep into understanding what are all the issues, the supply chain risks, the constraints, the opportunities that we need to address as a nation so that we remain competitive. Because the EU is beyond us in their policies. China is bluntly beyond us. So we have to do some work here. And the one concrete example of the leadership from the White House that is you know, filtering down certainly with uh, companies, with community advocates, with civil society, academia, would be the DOE's Department of Energy's request for information last week that American Battery Technology Company responded to on the high capacity batteries supply chain. And we outlined it's on our website. I would encourage you to look at it. It's super wonky and geeky, but that's who I am. So join me in my geekiness and have a look. But we run through all the different risks that we see to the supply chain. And the first and foremost is supply of battery metals. And we propose that the fastest, most economical, environmentally friendly way to do that is through uh, new next generation recycling and extraction technologies. And we go so far as to propose some regulatory solutions that could be put in place and considered to scale what we do, namely looking at you mentioned before rates of recycling. We had a little back and forth about the lead acid battery, 99% rate of recycling. Um, to achieve that, there were some regulatory polishes that were put in place and we're trying to see if we could advance those as well. Looking at batteries at the end of their life, lithium batteries as perhaps not waste. They're not, they're an economic and environmental gold mine. Um, could we recognize them differently? And that would unlock the, trans the safe transport uh, storage and recycling of the batteries much more quickly that would allow us to compete globally. And we also address the imperative that those best practices that DOE is looking for from you know, across industry, across community need to be co-created with community advocates, with environmental advocates, because then we get, gain the trust, we build the trust that the, it's the right environmental regulations that ensure health and wellness and environmental safety, as well as enabling um, you know, nimble industry innovation. It's also going to ensure that the greenest, most profitable technologies are the ones that advance in industry. Um, so it's a direct tie. There's no surprise that we're seeing this from the, the various agencies because it came from the White House and it wouldn't happen without that. Um, and for us, it's a huge opportunity because we have the technical knowledge that can help inform what those policies might look like. And because our technology is so green, uh, we're a safe space. Regulators want to partner with us and we're active, willing participants and partners. Beautiful. Menka, Sethi, it's been a delight speaking with you. I will be with Menka, by the way, folks, uh, down in Florida at the uh, Wall Street Conference in a couple weeks. weeks, I guess. Yeah, just yes. a couple weeks, May 5th. So I'm really looking forward to that. Menka, thank you so much for your time today. Look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks at that Wall Street Conference. Thanks, John. Take care. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation. 
Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.